Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Uh, but we are back once again in the Rugby Dungeon here to talk to you about the game we all love. So let's get straight into it. I'm Tim. Uh, that is JB. Hello, Timothy. JB, that looks like Sail Shark's stash you've got on. It's it's uh, exactly the same okay. shirt as Sail Shark's old kit uh, post-match t-shirt used to be. Do you know what? Uh, I, I'm, I'm finding it hard to let go. <laughs> <laughs> I am. It is really, really tough. But yeah, it is a bit Sail Shark's. Maybe... Maybe that's subconscious more than anything else. Have you debadged a sail sharks shirt? <laughs> no, I have not. But I might go around uh, just getting rid of all the sharks logos. <laughs> I, I, I think tears removes them, you know. <laughs> and Phil is in a Stade Francais jersey. Evening, Phil. Evening. Hello, Tim. Hello. Uh, so we are on Facebook Live streaming right now. If you're watching that, leave your comments. Hi to Ant Jepsen, Josh Smith, Christopher Watt in Inverness. Uh, we're also, you may be listening to this on iTunes, on uh, on the well, Apple podcast store, you have to call it now, Acast, uh, wherever you are, leave your reviews, uh, subscribe, tell your mates. Oh yeah, and also hello to head of HSBC ca- uh, Cash Machines, who's a listener, would you believe it? What? Really? Yeah, the head of UK, uh, UK HSBC ca- uh, ATMs, there you go. Head of ATMs? Yeah, huge huge job. That is a, that is a big job. Um, Nice. There you go. Yeah, nice. Slightly confusing, but nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well I, I was I was at Saracens today, and I had there was three different times when people went, "Let the boys play." It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's like a way of people letting me know that they listen. It's like yeah. a secret handshake, isn't it? Yeah, it is a secret handshake. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, right. So on this podcast today, we're going to be talking about uh, the weekend's rugby, of which there was plenty. There's also been some developments in the game uh, in relation to the World Cup, the pools, and all the rest of it. Uh, and also, just to give you a quick heads up, later in the week, we're going to be releasing a Autumn International Preview podcast, just a little short podcast that will come out on probably Wednesday, Thursday maybe, which will just be a quick little getting excited for the weekend ahead. Oh, damn it. ATM. Oh, uh, ATM machines. Andy Ollie has pointed out we said ATM machines. Oh, oh what an idiot. Uh, pin, pin numbers. Automatic. Whatever next. Automatic, automatic teller or telling teller. Yeah. Automatic teller machine machine. machine. Yeah. 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 Damn good, it. Good point. Um, right, but before we get into that, I just want to remind people that 
remind you that if you go to our Facebook page, as well as seeing the video of this and seeing the Rugby Dungeon and whatnot, you can also see all the information on our Tier 2 tour, which is taking us to Madrid in Spain to watch Spain versus Germany in the Tier 2 competition during the Six Nations next year, which will involve, well, got well over 100 people already confirmed they're coming out, bought flights, dirt cheap, by the way, still, and also coming along to our live podcast that will be out there. Which I can confirm there will be a very... Very special surprise. A very special... I'm not going to tell you what it is. You're going to have to come. But yeah. it's awesome. Do I know about this special surprise? You know about both of them. Mm. One of them's confirmed. Ooh. Yeah, we have been saying we hope that we have some special surprises. One is it's, it's absolutely awesome. rubber stamped It's genuinely stamped awesome. It, it really is amazing. Wow. Um, it, no, it really is amazing. So I, I don't know which one. If either of those is rubber stamped, yeah. that, that is Hold on a minute. Let, let, me give you a little symbol. let me give you a symbol behind the screen. Ah, uh, yeah. that one. <laughs> Great body. That's what the international sign language for what that is. Um, and, right. al- and also a few other things. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, we- we'll be well. We'll be getting there on Friday, leaving on Monday. It seems to be what a lot of people are doing. It'll involve uh, a game and loads of beers on Friday night. Watching Six Nations rugby and beers on Saturday. Live podcast. Uh, going to the brunch. game. Rugby brunch breakfast. A uh, rugby brunch podcast. Uh, then straight to Spain v Germany. Then we're watching Wales v Italy live as well, straight mm-hmm. after that. And then and then if you've got anything left, we can go out again. We'll empty the tanks in Madrid. On so Sunday night. All the, all the details are there. Right. Um, and for Spain and Germany, they're two of the emerging rugby nations. So it seems appropriate that we just briefly mention the fact that it's been a big week for the Rugby World Cup and the road to the World Cup in 2019 and beyond. Yes. yes. Firstly, the pools were the schedule for the pools was announced by World Rugby uh, in Japan midweek, and we we, I mean, it's the same teams that we already knew in the pools have been drawn. It's been relatively kind to England, I'd say. Uh, in the schedule, I don't mean the so, teams in the pool. I mean the schedule of it. Yeah, schedule's good. Eddie Jones has spoke about uh, his positive reaction to the schedule. Um, the pool, I can't make up my mind because. We could have got a more difficult second place team. Mm-hmm. So it's England's pool is England, France, Argentina as the top three, then the United States and Tonga. Now, France is the second place team. We could have got a more difficult second place team. We could have got South Africa. We yep. could have got Wales, who I think are probably more difficult. We couldn't have got a more difficult third place team, I wouldn't say, as Argentina. Mm. And it's almost the uncertainty to have France and Argentina. You are, right now we have no idea what what type of team is going to turn up. Got two complete wild cards. Yeah, they and Argentina have got form of being very good in World Cup years. And I think they're reversing their policy about outside players, aren't they? Leading up to the World Cup, are they? Yes, I think I'm right in that. So they've had two years exclusively Argentine yep. players, and then up to the World Cup, you know, they're calling up the cavalry. Yeah. So I've just seen today, actually, that Herrera's signed for Stade Francais, the tight head prop. Uh, so yes. he'll be someone who they could call on along with Issa. I thought you meant uh, Ayurza for a second then. No. <laughs> uh, one thing that I've uh, noticed in terms of the schedule, I remember with the 2015 World Cup, it was it was re- the odds were really stacked against the Tier 2 nations because they were having to double up with five-day turnarounds and the, and the big nations were having seven, ten days between games. Yeah. And it just seemed unfair. And the Tier 2 nations did amazingly given that. But that, that isn't the case this time. It's very much more balanced uh, yeah. between all the sides. So that's good. 
The other Rugby World Cup bit of news this week was the 2023 World Cup, which Ireland were gunning to try and get, or are still gunning to try and get, France, South Africa, and the recommendations were given by World Rugby. Yeah. Which, hmm. the, the announcement of who the host nation will be is in on the 15th of November. Yeah. South Africa are ahead currently. Right. They're, yes. they're, they're in pole position. So I don't like any of these choices really for World Cup. Because I, I don't. Why not? I don't. And I'll tell you why. Um, the World Cup has this chance, doesn't it, to spread the game. And the thing about the World Cup is there's only a couple of teams that are likely to win it. There's only a couple of unions really wealthy enough to host it. So maybe they should start to look at the World Cup as a showpiece. Because it is a global sport. And take it to random countries. Kind of like the way that we go to the Tier 2 tours. And I mean this seriously. So, you know. Italy could, could do a World Cup, and that isn't a random country. Spain could easily do, do, do a World Cup. Well, hold on. You're saying you don't like this, and you're saying take it to Italy, take it to Spain. Ireland have never had it. Oh, is that right? You know, no, you're right, actually. And, all, right, and, yeah. uh, and that's what I was disappointed. Ireland came in third place. Do you know what? Yeah. I've, never, I've never really thought of it in, in, in those terms. So, and, ha- and this was, so Ireland have had games at Lansdowne yeah. Road in previous World Cups in 91 and in 2015, but... This would be that this is an all island, but northern ne- and southern. Scotland's never had it either, have they? Nope, no, they've never, they've never, they they've had, never tried. They had games in '91. Uh, I also, it's quite amusing to think what would the Spanish Union do with a hundred million pounds? <laughs> it'd be, it'd be quite, quite interesting. But what, yeah, why not? Isn't it to problem- strange, strange countries or non-traditional countries with good infrastructure? The problem I have with that is if if it went to Spain, you'd get half-empty stadiums. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. How, how good was the 2015 Whereas World Cup? Ireland would be full stadiums. Yeah. I, well, I suspect all all three yeah. of those nations would be full stadiums. Yeah, actually. you're right. Uh, yeah, in that respect, you're right. I, I, I'd be cool with it going again to England or to South Africa or Australia, New Zealand, if they did what we suggested they did, which is keep the tournament going with all the smaller teams yeah. right the way through. Yeah, so every, every team gets a place, one to 24 or whatever it is. Yeah, like, I kind of, really like, like the Sevens that. World Cup. Like like the seven, yeah, exactly. There's like more the games to watch. Yeah. yeah. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, and you could, and, and there would be the appetite and the number of people that would go to those games. I was disappointed that Ireland. A ranked third, and it's looking like they're out of it. That it's not a done deal, I gather. No, so, no, right, but not. South Africa are looking really in a strong position. From what I've read, it, it isn't a done deal, but it would be very surprising if it goes to anyone other than South Africa and because also, the recommendation has been made. Yeah, they've hosted major tournaments before. Good infrastructure, yada yada yada. Good place to visit and huge rugby following. Yes, and and, and they yes. could do with a shot in the armour, I guess. So why not? Yeah. Uh, one amazing bit of news. Who saw this coming this week? What's Marlon that, Yard signed for sale. Sharks. Has no. He? Really? Yeah. Uh, still feeling <laughs> the impact of that one. <laughs> How's your week been, Jay? Oh, difficult, difficult. <laughs> I did like that. Even BT Sport stuck the knife in a little bit. Like three days after Steve Diamond, to you, to your face, Tim, lied to your face uh, and denied JB's allegations that uh, shouldn't he be coaching Martin the team Yard. now Tim because wasn't that almost the implied deal like uh, you coach the team I'll ask the questions mm. if Marlon Yard's coming shouldn't he be kind of director of rugby yeah bizarre yeah. things going on there but um, I think they've probably got bigger fish to uh, to fry other than me so never mind happens some bona fide fish to fry do you, do you think he's a good signing uh, well we talked about this yeah. last week um, uh, you, 
Well, uh, we'll see. Mo- we'll Mo- see. Molinard, if you can get the best out of him, is a hell of a player. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. But Sale, as we said last week, they they are strong on the wings. You know they what? need other Enough players. Enough Sale chat. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, if you had a yeah. quarter of a million quid to spend, I wouldn't necessarily spend it on him. But exactly. Right. Um, Rugby World Cup. Paul's done that, done that. Right. Rugby this weekend. Yes. The the Southern Hemisphere teams you know, have started to arrive. Go on, Jay. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say that this has been one of the most enjoyable weekends of rugby I've had in a long time. I think it's been absolutely superb. What in particular? Because well, there's a few disparate uh, sections of rugby playing this weekend. Yeah, so I thought, well, so... Full marks for the Pro 12. The Pro 12 has been... Pro 12. Pro 14, God's <laughs> sakes, has been tremendous. Uh, I'm going to say it now. This is the best season of Pro 14 rugby I think I have ever seen. And the reason I say that, I think the South African teams are actually a stroke of genius. It's turned out really, really well. I would agree with that. Certainly one half of it. Yeah. Al- although... Well, yeah, the, che- although the cheaters, the, yes. Did, did you see the, the, the score King. this week, though? Did you see the game this week? The Kings versus Ulster. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a bit nervy. <laughs> and good tries, too, by, by the Kings. Yeah. Um, and There is a small tinge of disappointment with the Pro 14, which is, I'm not sure what, what's more disappointing, the Arab Spring or the uh, Italian Autumn, because <laughs> it started well, and it's just sort of just gone awful now. Again, it's sort of gone back to what it was. I watched a bit of the Cardiff game, and Zebra looked very well organised, but ultimately just failed. Zebra. Zeb- sorry, Zebra. And uh, Benetton lost as well, so di- di- very now, disappointed there. Can can you tell me whether uh, either of those teams had their internationals? Yeah, I was going to ask exactly the same Good question. question and the same uh, with and the same with Irish, them. Scottish, and Welsh teams. Did they withdraw all their international players? Not all, but a lot. But a lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, but I, I so think... I'm I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you and say yeah the rug- the rugby may have been great, but. Oh mate, you the, did, these are these are those weeks from a did, bit meh. About oh no, it. no, you did not watch the Glasgow Leinster game because if you did, uh, it was one of the most exciting games of the season. Does, I don't care who was who was playing, who could have played. It was tremendous. Uh, Matawala is that how you say his name? Nico, Nicola Matawala. Matawala uh, is mercurial when he plays for Glasgow. Only yeah. when he plays for Glasgow. So how come? So he was at Bath for yeah. a period yeah. and then he was at Exeter for a period and they didn't get, well, they didn't really get anything out he of it. He needs rain and cold weather and to, pe- and to play at night. <laughs> That's how you do it. And on a plastic pitch. Well, on a plastic was, pitch. Was he playing nine? No. No, no. I was going to say that they that they signed him mainly as a winger this season. He actually nearly scored a try. They did score a try from it, but he nearly scored a try literally one yard from his own line and then started running and he never stopped until he passed the ball. He he could have scored that as well. Yeah. And that wasn't the only one. I mean, he was doing this pretty much all the time. And the most impressive thing about the Glasgow win is there might not be another team in the entire league which has been affected so much by call-ups as Glasgow. But the reason they can continue to carry on is because they've got a good identity now. They've got strength in depth. They're, they're a proper outfit. And they I- were down to a bare 15, I'd say. And the, well, it did help that they were playing the other team most affected by yeah. international call-ups. Yeah, but in, very strong like, though. I mean, well, it, it was still you know, a strong. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. The game was exciting, and I'm really pleased about that. You need to, you need to see the highlights, Tim. Leinster. Well, I don't care. Leinster v Glasgow. I want to see internationals v. I want to see their two best teams have we together. Just sw- have we just swapped positions here because this is using my point on <laughs> yeah. the Pro 12. Well, we, I think I even mentioned it last week when we were previewing the game. I just it's a shame that this this fixture has happened in this international. period. Period. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, you're probably right. 
But I'm glad it was a good game. It's a great game. Uh, Waisaki Naholo, filthy offload. I, Utter I, filth. I have no idea how he stayed in touch. Stay, so, stayed out of touch. Uh, stayed in the field of play. <laughs> got there in the end. And offloaded that, so, that ball for that I've try. I've always thought, if I was going to try and find proof of clairvoyance or psychic powers, <laughs> the first place I would start is with sportsmen. Particularly the ones which are excellent at picking up passes or seeing things that no one else sees. I'm sure... Wagasaki Naholo has some sort of clairvoyant power. Uh, if you watch that, even in slow motion, you're like, he's not going to do this. He just knew it was going to happen. He's, he's not. There's no way. There's no way he can uh, get through and offload that ball. There's two defenders on him, and he's within inches of the touchline. <sighs> Amazing. Yeah, I didn't actually watch the Barbarians game. I, I saw c- some of the highlights, but didn't it was watch it. Good game. You never. It's just too much of a too much of a novelty. It, it was good. The barbarians looked like a team, mm. like as in. Oh, sorry. Oh, Tim. Sorry. I, I was actually watching it, thinking, are we now at a level of professionalism with rugby union where the players are so well conditioned and understand multiple different attacking and offensive drills, patterns, shapes that with a few days. So decent because these are not superstars in the Barbarians team. There's no, a, no, there's a not. there's a couple of superstars. Do you cast Quagga Smith as a superstar? He's not far off a superstar. But tell me of this backline: Harold Vorster, Richard Bookman, George Bridge. Yeah, fair. Andy Ellis, Richie Munger, Vince Arso, Julian Surveyor. So one superstar, one, one super- bona fide superstar. W- yeah. Oh, bona fide. We'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, is professionalism at that level where you can just slot them in and they can compete? And I know this was nearly a second-string New Zealand team, but a second-string all-black team would still beat almost any international team in yeah. the world. And there was, there was what, four uh, all-black players in the Barbarians team that will link up with the squad <laughs> afterwards. They have more than two teams. Now, yes. if I was a touring team, okay, and... I was going to release my players. The last place I'd release them to is the heavy drinking barbarians. <laughs> it, I, before an international tour, no way. <laughs> he would have been burned at the stake uh, a couple hundred years ago. Waisaki Naholo for that, as we said, it's, <laughs> it's just witchcraft. It's, it was, it was brilliant, magnificent. The other thing that was magnificent, and he should, he should be the only person allowed to officiate barbarians matches. Nigel, I Owens, don't like this. So good. No, I, I kind of feel that. I don't like I don't like officials joking around too much. I do like <laughs> I do like Nigel Owens, and I think he's good, and I think he's funny. The danger is everyone tries to do it, and not every referee is that amusing well, no, or even amusing. Nigel Owens is, so he can. Yeah. I don't like it. But he it's does that just... amazing thing where he manages to not give away uh, as many penalties, no cards. He lets things go, but doesn't let it get out of hand, you know which, like, inc- which is an amazing balance to strike. I agree with that. Do you know the cricket 2020, where they get the guys on mic when they're playing, yeah. and they have a bit of banter? Yeah. It sort of feels stilted now. They should give it a rest. Oh, no. I, I do like him. And he, the I like point, him. The point... So, the one-liners, some of them kind of do fall a bit flat on me. Yeah. Because I feel like I've seen it. But he does... He engenders a culture on the pitch that allows oh, the best. Oh, here we go. The best rugby to be played. Yeah, this, this is him when there's a scrum down uh, just before half time. So you can't... Yeah, no, no, 
this book because otherwise they're going to win the vote. Well, that's the whole point of a contest. That it's in the middle. That it's a fair contest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> if you're gonna cheat, you cheat fair. Uh, well, just, just play the game. You know, yeah, fine. It's gotta be. I didn't like that exchange. It's oh, gotta well. be off the cuff. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, he has come up with some corkers, but uh, I agree with what you say that anyone trying to recreate that kind of Nigel Owens risks. Mm. <laughs> this is great banter. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Risk going a bit partridge with it, so. But I just, I thought he, did, I just thought he did a great job. Mm. Um. Yeah, as you said, it's a, a, very much a second string New Zealand team, but they're they're treating, they seem to be treating these autumn internationals like a bit of a, a training camp. Which I quite like. got, yeah, they're exposing uh, quite a few new players to the the game, to certainly to the the All Blacks. I.e., they're going to give us a chance. Uh, I'm not sure that. I think it's more they're building for the longer term. So who is not included? Because I seem to remember what... Julian Sarveya Julian... can't can't get anywhere near their squad. Yeah, isn't there someone who's actually on sabbatical as well? Oh no, oh, no, that's, that's Israel Falau. Israel Falau, yeah, yeah, Falau's on sabbatical. Um, oh, ben, Smith. ben Smith is on ben sabbatical Smith. as well. Yeah, well, that's an HIA based one, isn't it? Except no, for oh, no, it's, no, it's not. It's no. not. It was so he, he has had some issues with con- concussion, but it was a pre-agreed in the same way that McCaw and Carter, yeah. uh, and I think Comrade Smith. Silly question: Do they get paid for these tabaticals? Uh <laughs> Genuinely, no idea. Because well, I'd hope they would. And the reason is, the whole point of a tabatical, rather than just not going, is the fact that you've already proven yourself, and you know you don't need to go out and play, but you are part of the, part of the squad. I thought is kind of. That's why it's just not called a break. They'll probably be on a retainer type thing with the the New yeah. Zealand Rugby Union or something like that. I'll tell you what, Jay, we can ask him at the World Rugby Awards oh, in yeah. Monaco. Oh yeah, we're going to that. that. That'd be nice. But no, only bona fide media would be allowed to go there. Yeah, only bona fide media. <laughs> uh, right. Um, <laughs> Australia pumped Japan. Yes. Nine tries, was it? Or seven tries? Lots, lots of tries. Hattrick for Kurundrani, a couple for Karevi, who were playing as a, mm. a very, very dynamic centre partnership yes. with Curtly Beale at 15. Right. This is bad. This is genuinely bad because I had hoped for a little bit more from Japan than this. They've got two years in order to become one of the favourites for the World Cup and it doesn't sound like they're on the right path despite having maybe one of the best coaching teams on the planet right now. Yeah, it's a little bit... <laughs> A little bit worrying, but um, I don't know who played for Japan. I don't know what the, I, I don't know anything about the team that they put out. So, uh, by the way, Roger Wilkins has uh, got in touch with us on the Facebook live live feed. I, I mean, I'm I'm just trusting you on what you say, Roger. He says yes, they do get paid when they're on Sebastian. Oh, there you are, ah, perfect. And uh, Rob Bryan Smith uh, said, "Oh, don't forget, Luatua was class. He he was very good. Yes, he was. Um, the um J- Japan team. So there are a few notable names." Uh, Shota Hori, mm-hmm. uh, who had previously captain at Hooker. Michael Leach was playing. Manaki Mafi. Uh, yep. Tanaka, the scrum half, was playing. So they've got a few. So they had they had all the boys out? I, I would assume so. This Ma- is... Maybe not all of them, because there's a few names I don't recognise, but a fair few. Who Could be good for playing. Australia. They're coming, back all, all, they're coming off the back of beating New Zealand. Yeah, well, I, I hope yeah. it is Australia being good rather than Japan being poor. Well, when we do our midweek... Autumn International Preview podcast. We can get into that a little bit more. We certainly can do. Mm. 
One bit of uh, rugby over the weekend, uh, the top 14, obviously the meat grinder that is the top 14, that doesn't stop. Uh, and Chris Ashton the got Ash- a hat-trick. Yeah. They're loving him in Toulon at the minute. He got a hat-trick playing, starting at full-back. Yeah, quite incredible. In a defeat away at Agen. Yeah, and after that oh. defeat, their, their flamboyant owner, Murad Boujlal, <laughs> Uh, likened his back line to the cutting edge of 21st century technology, saying that his back line is like a PlayStation 4. His forwards are like an Atari. Nice. <laughs> and a, and a PlayStation 4 and an Atari do not go together. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad he explained that, uh, <laughs> that analogy. Now, yeah. am I told you the story I heard about Maud Bougelet? taking his team up to a semi-final in Paris when Stade Francais won the title they beat uh, Toulon on, on the way to that and when they beat Toulon oh, Bernard Laporte was boss at the time wasn't he? He could have been yeah, yeah. could have been and w- when they beat uh, when, when Stade Francais beat yeah. Toulon Maud Bougelot went back to, to the airport and took the team's charter yeah. plane on his own yeah Bernard Laporte and Bougelau flew back left. Bernard Laporte managed to sneak yeah, his way what a scumbag him and Bougelau flew back and the whole squad were left in Paris yeah they had to wait like <laughs> seven hours for the, for the plane to come back wow that's uh, uh, it's harsh isn't it yeah I, but luckily but, but, rugby players but, don't get into the trouble in Paris so it all worked out <laughs> fine uh, if you perform well you get a flight back <laughs> it's merit yeah. merit based. I've got no problem with that. Yeah, well, yeah, well said. Well said. Otherwise, you were hitchhiking. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the other World Cup going on? <laughs> um, do you want to mention a few things? Well, yeah. Why not? Uh, rugby league's on at the moment. The world's greatest game. Actually, am I allowed to talk about um, a game from two thousand and one? The world. Yeah. Well, oh, the world's greatest. Kit, we already talked about that last week. The Australian that, rugby yeah, league kit yeah. is the best stash on earth. Uh, so, why do you want to talk about a game from 2001? Well, because they're just getting all wrapped up in rugby league fever, as yeah, one does. On. And one of my favourite commentators of all of all time, not maybe because he's a great commentator, because of the passion he has for what he does, <laughs> is uh, Steve-O. And in his duo with Eddie and Steve-O. I mean, they are so... Enth- if you're watching a game of rugby league commentated by Eddie and Steve-O, yeah. Not only are you watching the greatest sport that ever existed, ever, the game you're currently watching is the best game in that sport <laughs> that the game has ever seen. Uh, so it, always... it might be four points to two, Hull KR versus it's Castleford. So it's, this is the greatest game ever. Uh, uh, one of my favourites was um, when Stuart Fielding uh, was sort of coming back into form after... Uh, he transferred over to Wigan and they decided before the game Stuart Fielding was going to have a, a good game so they said look at his eyes you can see the intensity um, and then he knocked like he knocked the ball on twice it's t- he's too intense <laughs> he's too intense my favourite Steve-O <laughs> favourite Steve-O commentary uh, someone knocks the ball on like five yards from their own line opposition player just picks it up flops over the line Steve-O that is a G-I-F-T T-R-Y it is a gift try <laughs> It's um, uh, Leon Price go, uh, goes over and he goes um, T uh, T T R Y by P R Y C E Price uh, and they do it as a duo and I think rugby league's missing that actually rugby league is missing Eddie and Steve-O oh dear uh, anyway, yeah. so there was actual rugby league on which wasn't from 2001 um, yeah if you want to have a look at some rugby league go Google the fight Google or YouTube the fight between St Helens and Wigan 
on the Good Friday game. I've watched that about six times. It's also on my uh, f- my Twitter feed. It's just amazing. I just can't help but think when I watch that. Is the, it the 2004 one? Was it 2004, maybe? Let's get into it. Yeah. This is our crowd. How come a laptop so big produces such a quiet this sound? This is our crowd. The crowd is amazing, isn't it? The crowd is genuinely like nothing I've heard. I mean, it's not even like a, it's even louder than a football crowd. There's just There's 26 players going, go. going for it. And look at the names as well. I, I know more names on, on that field there than I know in all of rugby league now. <laughs> Skullthorpe, Farrell there. Wellens. It is. It, yeah, that atmosphere sounds amazing. How Andy, did it go so Andy wrong? Farrell. Oh, there's someone's take, taking the trouble of um, putting subtitles for the stuff from yeah, what the players just, say. Just leave the commentary to play a bit, right? Because if you listen to this, it's disgusting. Uh, not the guys throwing punches trying to knock each other's teeth out. Not that. The officials have lost control of the game. <laughs> it's, that's fine. This is that. on. Newton, Terry Newton. Yeah. Big prop. Uh, hooker, Terry Newton. Oh, yeah, well, this, the crowd was singing, Andy Farrell. Oh. Yeah, it's just amazing, isn't it? It's, it's, I, and you just think, it makes me so sad. How did it go so wrong? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, no, I would say that um, there was an amazing moment. It wasn't a fight, and I agree with you. I love that. But the the atmosphere in that stadium, I'll play it now. So the Sippy Tau, the Sippy Tau, Tonga v Samoa. Check out the crowd. I'll skip it on. Check out the crowd when they get going. Listen to that. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I've got to say, I, I saw people posting it. I was like, oh, I don't need more tribal dancing. Um, and then you watched it. And then I watched it. I thought, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe they can. I'll let me skip it on. Wait, just wait till the, if they get going. The crowd start ramping up. They're, they're getting loud at... It's awesome. It's absolutely. It was amazing. Mm. So I loved it. Yeah, I've, I've been. Uh, I'm. Love the rugby. Uh, the rugby World Cup's been good. Yeah, um, rugby league World Cup. I, I just kind of wonder. Have we missed a trick by banning all fighting? I mean, listen to that crowd. I say by banning, banning podcasters. Yeah, um, banning podcasters. <laughs> uh, I, I miss bona fide fighting and. <laughs> um, I just that crowd is going wild because of the intensity of the of you know of the event, and you watch that and you think I want to see the rest of this game. I will stop anything I'm doing now and watch the rest of that game. And rugby union is obviously a brilliant sport. We all love it, but has it lost its edge? I, I can't help but think it has. What well, one thing I will say: there's an element I reckon, and we'll see this maybe through the autumn internationals. The 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 crowds at international rugby games has changed, and I'd say there's. There's a lot of people that are there for the booze and the rugby as and the kind of rugby as a backdrop. And I'm guilty. I'm and guilty I'm fu- of any one of that. Yeah, and I understand, and I'm cool with that. I understand it, but there's an element where I think it's um, 
yeah, that that kind of intense feeling about the team, yeah, do, is isn't quite there. That's a very good point because I think the big difference is, like Wigan, Saint Helens, the one, the little clips that we just watched then. Those guys are Wigan and St. Helens fans. They literally could not care who signed for anyone else. Whereas I am a generic... I don't have a team. Um, well, I don't, don't anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just a fan of rugby. So I will go for, for the booze and to watch the rugby. But I, I'm not a tribal guy. I don't you know, root yeah. madly for, for anyone, really. And that's a difference. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, so this yeah. is why rugby league has gone so wrong. The Scotland team. <laughs> Wait, is this wrong or right? Oh, I don't know. I think this might. Have, I don't know actually. Hmm. Who did you see? Who I'll tell you where rugby league's gone wrong. England are playing against Lebanon. Yes. <laughs> What's going on well, there? So Leb. So Lebanon, right? Isn't there a huge Lebanese population? Is it in Sydney or somewhere? I don't know where in Australia, but I know in Australia there yeah. is a big Lebanese population. So all those players. Are 100% Australian in terms of how they sound. I mean, they they are not flying over many people, many Lebanese nationals. Let's put it that way, <laughs> right? But they are all Lebanese, and they oh, are yeah. pretty good at rugby uh, at, at rugby league. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very good. Mm. I mean, if you if you look at the scores from this weekend, so England beat Lebanon by 29-10, I think it was. Yeah, whereas Wales, who do oh. actu- do actually play rugby. Hammered by seventy points against Fiji. Yeah, Scotland, who do actually play rugby, got hammered by seventy points against New Zealand. Yeah, oh, well, and they're going to get worse now because um, three of their players. Do you know this, Tim? Have been kicked off the squad. Scotland. Yeah. Scotland. Uh, Danny Breath the captain, plus two others who I don't know. Danny Breath, I think, played at Wakefield for, for a while. Um, he's, yeah, he's Huddersfield now. Is he? Yeah. Too drunk to catch catch the flight. Have a think about that one. Too drunk to catch a flight, and you're captain of your nation, and you actually missed, um, you actually missed the flight. So they would go travelling from Christchurch to play. I don't know. what not say where they were going to play. Anyway, flight from Christchurch, and too too drunk to board the plane. Yeah, wow, quite incredible. Um, the other bit of news coming out of the Rugby World Cup is um, you're going to have to Google this because. If I get this wrong, I'll be lynched. But wasn't there a 200-man stick fight? A stick fight? Yeah, I believe there's been quite a lot of violence. Hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe we will edit that bit out. But yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> well, that's what you're allowed to say. You're allowed to speculate that there. No, no, no. You got. I can't randomly speculate that there was a stick fight <laughs> at, <laughs> at a stadium. Well, but no, but there was, there if was... there wasn't, that you've said there might not be. There might be. Go and go and have a look. I'm yeah, not... yeah. There's also a gunfight. There may have been, there may not have been. No, um, there was a general appeal to all the crowds to stop the violence. Really? Yeah, at the start of the week. Ooh. Right. Well, <laughs> oh, I'll keep I'll keep an eye for that. Oh, sorry. Bloody, I'm having a nightmare on my computer tonight. Mm. Um, I d- yeah, let's go from stick fights to... <laughs> oh, I am right. Thank well, you, uh, Rog- uh, uh, Roger Wilkin. Wilkins, who's basically providing us all our facts tonight. Um, he's he's the new Phil. Yeah, he's new Phil. <laughs> yeah, there the, the was a stick fight. 200 men, I don't know. How many sticks? Uh, well, hang on. Do you bring your own stick? I don't know. Maybe. Is it like a bonfire type thing with a load of sticks in the middle and you have to run and get them? Um, 
Yeah. I, I, Roger, I can you tell us? Yeah, I, I don't know how you organise a, a 200 mile stick fight. You sure it's not a load of hipsters with those little uh, little spinning top uh, things? Like and, uh, Diabolos. Diabolos. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was just completely missing There's circles. quite a lot of high and tight hipster haircuts in they the Rugby League the World w- Cup. I know, see that, I can say that. Diablo sticks would be the worst sticks for fighting with. Yeah. For one thing, they're like drumsticks, so they're not going to do any damage. Secondly, they're connected by rope. Well, <laughs> so you can't even really? get a good well, like swing. nunchucks. Like, kind of hipster nunchucks. Hipster like, nunchucks. very lightweight. Really lightweight nunchucks. Oh, apparently it's been happening all over New Zealand. So there you go. Uh, loads, of, loads of stick fights. Can't wait for that. The, the, the new craze that all, that, all, that all the kids are into. This didn't happen when the Lions visited New Zealand. No. Well, while, while we're on the... Well, in fact, let me say, very soon we've got a little... Um, I've got a tale of some rugby misdemeanours from the Union Code. Ooh. We'll get into that in a, oh, in a bit. There is quite an amazing story. But before you do that, do you want to talk about Cornerstone? I do certainly want to talk about it. I was, do you know what? We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, we are. JB. Pros, aren't we? I was, I was thinking exactly that. Yes, we are supported by Cornerstone, a mail-order razor company. They're amazing. They're the original of these mail-order types. Now, there's, there's quite a few... Uh, mail order razor companies that have seen cornerstone and how good they are tried to emulate them and failed but they're tr- they're just uh, always go for the original and best um and also there's other companies that have come on that are just you know they're offering they're trying to undercut cornerstone by like a quid but they're offering a plastic handle careful tim we've already had one season desist <laughs> <laughs> hi proctor and gamble um yeah, so what you get with Cornerstone, because you listen to us, is a brilliant discount and a great offer. So you could get six precision en- German-engineered razors that have been best in class in in awards for GQ, v- GQ in the past and on a BBC television show against the ones they were tested against. We also love it and think they're great. Uh, but you also get a metal, heavy, weighty aluminium shaft, which mm. is in, engraved with your initials or if you're buying a gift maybe for Christmas for someone uh, that, or a birthday then engraved with their initials whatever you want you get all that beautiful presentation box with other little goodies and it just looks looks lovely four quid Yeah, we actually do believe these are the bona fide best razors that you can buy 100% bona fide so uh, four quid all of that cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers that's cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkout Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yes. 
Uh, right, I am going to leave that little story of rugby union and misdemeanors because I think we need, I want to get back to some like game type stuff for a minute. Um, any other rugby you saw over the weekend you want to mention? Anglo Welsh Cup's been going on. Any, anyone you saw that kind of perked your interest? Yes, quite a few actually. I'm glad you asked. Um, for Leicester, I thought they looked very very good actually. Pakalani seems like a decent the, player. The 15. Yep. Yeah, he's yep. not, not a young guy. He's coming at 28 years of age. They Is brought that him right? in. As, yeah. Because wow. he's built like a 16 year old. Yeah. There was uh, there was one guy playing in that game. I'm gonna have to get the, the chap's name and fair play to him. He was a 17 year old for Gloucester making his debut. What position? Off the bench. He was a back. Is it a back? Number 23. Okay. And before the game, uh, they were walking around on the pitch, and I looked at the guy and thought he was someone's son, or really? or a kid who'd won a competition to. To come along with with the squad, I remember that he looks so young. I remember looking at the guy who's playing for London Irish against Sale some some years ago in the um, uh, in the Stockport Stadium, and thinking that guy that guy can't be playing, and he came on uh, number eight. Yeah, it's always scary when um, it's kind of like when policemen start starts to look young. It's that sort of thing. Um, the other guy was Thacker. I thought uh, he yeah. played very well. Um, and so this is the other Thacker. Yes, who was, was playing Charlie? In the, in Charlie in the in the centre. Mm. Now I know that um, Jordan Murphy, who was in charge of Leicester for the day, he was very unhappy with how they played. They they won in the end, not that comfortably. And Gloucester just didn't give up. But um, but yeah, I think judging by the way Jordan Murphy was, mm. um, it, we will expect Leicester, who are the holders of this competition, to be a lot lot better in in other games. Yeah. So so it's a funny one, the Anglo Welsh, because everyone leaves all their structures at home. And it's all about individual talent, in my mind. So the players that shine are the players that can make breaks and that can you know, do something special with their feet, basically. Whereas, generally speaking, in the Premiership, of course that is, it, that is vital. But the Premiership structures allow, uh, allow for bigger players to be more valuable. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, the Anglo-Welsh is far, far quicker and more risky with with four, with four more four more four more errors. Yeah, and I think the way the, the particular way you see this is in, is in the defence, which sometimes I mean you see tackles, you see missed tackles which you'd never see in the prem, and that's the big difference I think. Do you see the score on that exact point? Do you see the scoreline in the Wasps Newcastle? Yeah, game? madness. Forty-one fifty-three. <laughs> yeah. Like a Super Rugby score. The highest aggregate score ever. In the Anglo-Welsh, uh, possibly in in an English in in top in a top flight match, as in a game that Premiership clubs are involved in. Wow! Um, now, obviously, I'm going to mention this guy because he used to play for RGC. Where's where's my bell? Uh, but I thought James Lang at Harlequins played She's really. Use well. your synthetic bell. Oh yes, good good, good point. Hold there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, James Lang played very, very well at Harlequins, nailed that uh, last kick of the game, and also provided a nice little offload for the first try. So, Lang normally plays 10, doesn't he? Or historically plays 10, but he's playing 12 today, interestingly, which is certainly uh, a contradiction to the normal 12 that Quinns would put out. Quite. It is interesting, because he's obviously a very good player. He's very fast, he's got good kicking, good distribution. But I think he's in a bit of a no man's land because you've got Catch Kayla, Sweel. Um, well, they don't, they don't have Sweel. Sweel now, he's injured. So uh, Lang, Lang was always going to be moved into 10 at some point in the game. Oh, was that right? Uh, but they've had another 10 go down injured. I also am uh, going to disagree, I'd, or at least change what you just said. I think very interesting to us. <laughs> I don't think it's actually very interesting. 
talking about you're... Quinn's fourth choice fly half. I like but, uh, it. I mean, I'm into it. This is what these weekends are for, Tim. <laughs> for people that love the game. Uh, who else stood out? Anyone? Um, who was the winger for Newcastle with the beautiful feet? Radwan. Gas. scored a couple of tries. Yeah. Super gas. Ridiculous gas. Uh, and I don't think we need to talk about new. Um... Oh, I, I, um, I spent some time with Toby Flood today, and he he said a story about Adam Radwan, just that he is a very clever rugby player, and actually just a clever bloke. Because was that who was in the commentary booth? Yes, with with, with Ali Eakin. Yeah, was that his first time? Uh, I don't th- I don't I don't have no idea. It's pretty good. I I enjoyed it. He um he uh he totally aced. Uh, sorry, Adam Radwan totally aced his HIA base test. So I didn't know what they did, uh, but I was he, Toby Flood was explaining it uh, on the on the Kate bus. He aced it. He, well, yeah. So what they do is they give you ten words, yeah, or something. They just say they're just ten words. You've got a minute to memorize them, and then at three points days afterwards, like might be two days later, it might be oh you just had your lunch. What what are your ten words? Mm. And uh, he got ten out of ten every time over the. So what we're saying it only takes a tiny head knock for Adam Run one to. Be HIA. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he set yeah. the ball. I wonder too if high. there's some like wily old campaigners that are just like <laughs> yeah. just get a couple deliberately rocked. Sorry, Gov. I only remember two. <laughs> See, I, I thought the new protocols didn't have anything that uh, could be gamed. Yeah, they didn't have anything that set a base level. It's uh, yeah. yeah, and we've all seen well, the, given... the saliva testing is one that's coming in. Oh, right? that's one of the new uh, ones. Yeah. yeah, and we've all seen any given Sunday where uh, Shark. Uh, the linebacker oh, sign, yeah. sign, signs it away. Yeah, you know, so we can't have, you know, we can't have him gaming the system. Yes. Yeah. The other thing, because uh, Tim Visser flew back from Dubai, landed on Thursday, wasn't expecting to play, then ended up at fullback. Actually, yeah. actually, he did, did all right, didn't he? Did all right. He butchered a finish. He should have scored. But anyway, um, but of all yeah, the things, uh, yeah. Tim Visser's going to butcher <laughs> yeah. playing fullback. It's not going to be a finish. Is no, it? his so. kicks, his kicking was good, but. Um, uh, Another thing again. I hope I'm, I'm not. I'm not betraying any trust. This is a story that's apparently out there. It's just quite a funny one about Tim Visser. Um, it was because he had a really good Six Nations. He had one match last year's Six Nations or year before um, where, where he scored. A, he scored a, a few tries and played really well. And he, it was like his 28th Test match for Scotland. Hmm. But and this will lead into what we're talking about next. Um, they said, right on the way back on the bus for, away from the ground, back to the hotel. Um, Tim Visser was made to do his initiation song again the justification being you finally turned up <laughs> you've had 28 <laughs> games you finally showed up go and do your song again um, which is pretty harsh but funny I like that a lot but that leads into the subject of rugby initiations which has been in the news and has been talked about a little bit in recent weeks and reared its head again in the last few days. Oh. So, there's been some universities that have banned rugby initiations. Yeah, because they're dull, aren't they? I mean, universities and university societies and people that run student unions are fundamentally dull, boring people. So, well, they're slightly, I've got no problem with that. Well, the, problem, the issue I have sometimes with uh, university, students' unions is they can... Uh, they're idiots. They, they're idiots. They, they, suggest, they, they profess to be very, very liberal and... And, They're uh, basically you three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they profess to be like libertarian. Everyone should yeah. be able to do what they want. Yeah. Ex- unless it's something we don't like and then we're going to yeah, ban it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
So yeah, that that that, that sort of stacks up. You know, I'm not that surprised. Happens. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, what's happened this weekend maybe does link with the some of the reason why it got to the point where some universities have banned initiations. And you just wonder, if you were in a rugby club, and we've all been to universities and been to yep. university rugby clubs, I was social secretary at Bath University when I was there, so I organised <laughs> the initiation. Uh, you can imagine, just because they're banned, they're going to go underground, aren't they? You're going yeah. to you're gonna do it off radar. Absolutely. 100% it will Absolutely. still happen. And actually, I was going to say, it, this isn't like saying... Oh, boxing is going to go underground. It's going to get more dangerous. It's going to be equally as dangerous as it was before. There is no regulation. You can't regulate it. Don't bother. Yeah. Just you know, let the boys play. There you go. Yep. I've not said that for a while. Let the boys play. However, right now, I think part of the reason why the university things have banned is, and this will lead into this story is, and apologies for my language. Can't think of a better word. Unfortunately, there's some dickheads that are running rugby initiations. Uh, so, it, 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 it depends. In my, no, no, that, that's what's happening. There are some dickheads running rugby initiations because they should be fun. Yes, you, you should, you're probably going to get really drunk. You might get, uh, you might, you might do something that's uh, not, not, it's not about humiliation. It's about fun camaraderie and I'm trying well, to... It is about humiliation. Though, the, the, there is a line. There yeah. is a line. Yeah, there is. And it's a very... So you can't... This is why I say you can't regulate it. You've just got to have common sense. And you are right. A dickhead could potentially take, take over it. I don't actually think anyone gets up in the morning and thinks, today I'm going to do something remarkably stupid. I mean, all it is is a group of boys... And everybody wants to be the guy that takes it one step further than the last guy because that's how you make a name, and that's just you know that's why you play the game. That it, it all kind of links in. Well, no, I don't think that's the point so, of rugby initiations. I know that's oh, I how how is. they can get out of hands, but oh, no. no, I think that's how they get out, out of hand. I that that think, is yes, that yeah. is that is how they get yeah, out of hand. Because if the rugby initiation is right, everyone's got a sore off their hand. You know, <laughs> no one like no one yeah. no one's going to do it. Yeah. So you, you, I think you've got to be able to push the boundaries. With a, so you got to bend but not break. So yes, if you say, if you did a saw style thing and everyone's chained in a room <laughs> with a hacksaw, there we go. Then that's probably too far. But if it's eating something disgusting and drinking something truly disgusting, yeah. Uh, what sort of, is that? Is that what it, is that what your experience of initiations have been? Just something a bit minging? Yeah, you know, done and been... it's over. I've never done the eating or drinking something dis- uh, disgusting stuff. So I've drunk a lot of alcohol, and in many ways, that is far more dangerous than yeah. eating, you know, yeah, cow, uh, you know, raw cow stomach or something. Uh, mine have been uh, the ones I've done have been all good fun. Um, it yeah. was, it, and the, and the one at Bath University was simply, and it was the one that was done for years. It was it was always at one spot we'd have the initiation. Um, Bit of drinking, fun and drinking games, and yeah. nothing that you wouldn't do yourself. That's the important one. Yeah, that is the important one. And and then and then it was always a um, run to the union, like part you chuck all your clothes, but we kept pants and shoes, or it was like two items of clothing you can choose, and they go for pants and shoes. Everything else, chuck it in the the, the minibus, which would be driven to the union. <laughs> and so you just get a load of you just get a load of nineteen year olds running a mile. Yeah. In their pants, which is it's quite funny. And yeah. physical fitness as well. It's yeah. conditioning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Broughton Park one was... you. Well, we all got naked anyway. I mean, that, like, actually, to 
that actually <laughs> wasn't even an issue. You would be naked yeah. five minutes in. Well, why not? Because you're with your mates. Um, but the initiation was get naked and we played over, over the top. So you'd start at the back of the bus and then you'd crawl over all of the chairs and you were timed and the someone would do it on the other side. You had to race and then get back. Is it? Great that, is, that is good fun. If anyone refused and or didn't turn up, you get a lot of shit. Well, no, I, I actually wasn't the case. I, well, when I was, I just we didn't um, discriminate them. But always on, there's been other ones as well. When when people make their debut, I did this Man- Manchester Rugby Club. It was simply at the front of the bus, tell a joke and knock back a a big drink. That was that was the extent of it. Yeah. Mm. That was the extent of the, the initiation. It was nothing. Yeah, yeah. We had um, essentially for a couple of years. It wasn't always because I didn't actually do this, but we did um, sing a song in Edward Cider hands. Do you know what? This is oh, no uh, word of a lie. Okay, a bottle of cider in each hand, yeah. bottle of white lightning. Yeah, taped tape, to your hands. Up. Out of everything we've just said now, my biggest fear by far to do an initiation would be to sing a song. Yeah, by I'm, far, it doesn't even come close. I, I would. I would prefer to give me that cow's brain. Give me the cow's yeah. brain. So I, I had my uh, my university one was I can't remember. There was something you had to like introduce yourself or describe yourself or something like that that I can't quite remember. But then it was eat a bowl of it was cat food mixed with cream with chili. I'll take it. it. That was pretty disgusting. <laughs> and then down I don't, can't remember a pint and a couple of whiskeys, something like that. I'd yeah. take that over doing the singing. Yeah, anything, in a, <laughs> anything in a pint glass, I know is going to be over in about three seconds. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. bother me. Yeah, uh, even if it's curdled, yeah, but I still get through it. I would never do anything with my hair, shaving it, dyeing it. I wouldn't sing a song. Forget that. I'm gone. <laughs> Weird, isn't it? Uh, well, the, the the old England rugby initiation. <clears throat> I think the singing the song has always been done quite a while but the older England initiation and I don't know when this stopped but it was when you get a, your first cap you then have to go in the in the bar afterwards mm-hmm. you have to go and have a drink with every member of the 23 so yeah. 22 people what a good idea you go you go and sit and have a drink and the per, and the, and whoever all the people in your team they decide what your drink is so if they're being kind to you they might say you're looking a bit rough there fella our drink's going to be a pint of water but more often than not, it might be. Um, and uh, I can't remember who was telling me this, but Jason Leonard uh, was the person he was having a drink with. Jason Leonard. I'll try and remember which. England that is it was. one of the best ideas I've ever heard. And they said, and, and yeah. Jason Leonard went, um, "Have a half a pint of half a pint of port, please." <laughs> <laughs> so nice. You'd you'd. Uh... Come into some trouble when you hit the Jonathan jo- Jonathan Joseph pint or Jonathan yeah. Joseph drink. That's Bo- right. Bottle no of drinking Moe, involved. Please. Bottle of Moe. It'd be floor? expensive. <laughs> Straight It'd on the It'd be expensive, floor. but it wouldn't, you wouldn't drink <laughs> yeah. a drop. Um, it is a good initiation, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, I like that. It's really good. That'd be so great we, for an amateur club. 22 used, drinks, though. We used to play a game uh, called Beat the Best. Okay. So you'd start off. So it, you've got to neck a pint one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Until you get someone that you can beat. Oh. So if there's fifteen of you out, yeah, you'll neck against the fastest person. So for example, Tim would be the fastest. You'd neck against Tim. Yep. You'd lose. Guinness World Record holder. That is I'm yeah. always. Yeah. Fastest. By the way, there there is another rugby podcast out there which talks a lot about drinking pints. Lads, it, lads, 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 lads. Yeah. But um, they don't have a world record holder. No, 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 they don't, and we don't even mention it. So there you go. 
So and beat the best, if you're sixth best, you'll do five pints. If you're third best, you'll do three pints. But if you're sixth best and you've already done five <laughs> pints in like a half an hour period, yep. you're unlikely to beat the seventh best Excellent. Uh, Ian Petty has um, put a message on Facebook. He said, only a fool would countenance initiation ceremonies. Idiotic. How many good players have been driven away from the game because of this awfulness? Now, I take... Players I don't want to play with. Well, no, I take that point. No, I don't, actually. I I don't. I I think it's ridiculous. I take that point. I I don't think it's idiotic to say initiation ceremonies are okay. England did them until very recently and still do a fun singing Mm -hmm. one. But they 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 got players getting absolutely apoplectic. I don't even know if that's the right word. Paralytically, paralytic, oh, yeah, apoplectic, apoplectic, apoplectically drunk, so angry. Yeah. And I'm not going. Oh yeah, it's it's cool to drink. It's um, that's not what I'm saying. But um, uh, and I think well, Martin De Ridder says the line is between humiliation and degradation. Yeah, but I don't want to push anyone away. I want to have fun it and it a, feel yeah. inclusive and it and it feel like this is a fun rite of passage not a yeah. not a this is um, something it, I'm scared about losing sleep about oh yeah. no it shouldn't be that scary but it should be it should be pretty either disgusting or something that kind of actually drives a little bit of fear into people because when you actually come when you do something difficult and challenging as a team and come out the, the other side of it exactly. you're, you're stronger for yeah. doing it however what's happened in Scotland yes this week, there is actually a story oh, behind the, this the, 10 minute rumble yeah, yeah. The, the, so the, the, there's yeah. 14 players and some coaches have been sanctioned significantly uh, by the Scottish Rugby Union 14 players two officials after an initiation ceremony at a Fife club which just went well hmm. well beyond the line it involved a bottle a player's um, orifice and uh and a hospital trip. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, I know how this has This is this is giving rugby and yeah. and what, what is a part of team bonding a really really ridiculously bad name. So. Yeah. yeah, but outrageous. You know, it's obviously not that common, is it? Because this is the first time I, I've ever heard heard of that. I completely know how this has happened, which is oh, that's a bit of an edgy idea. Do that, and then someone who's had a, a few too many beers decides to kick it. Um, that happens. I mean, that's <laughs> just, you know, kick that's good. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can see how this happens, but it is phenomenally rare. So you know, unlucky boys. Two players at the club have been suspended from playing for two seasons. That's for their ridiculous. Part. That's just ridiculous. What being it's like banned? A, it's like a drugs yeah. ban. It is. It is. They may as well have just done. St- in fact, in fact, if you're going to do drugs, boys, do them now. And yeah, two years of on two, the juice. Two years ju- juicing. Come back, be ace. Um, <laughs> It's just, I don't like it. I don't like it. No one is going to feel worse about this than the guys involved well, and more humiliated. Well, well no, uh, no. The fella in hospital yeah. having internal surgery is feeling worse. The I, Look, you're gonna the, laugh, you have to live with your stupid decisions, right? Uh, I'm not sure about, I mean, maybe a small, two years is, is, is far too much. I don't think they're going to be doing it again. No. So, and that's the idea, right? The ban is to re- to reform character. So, yeah, it isn't fine. It wasn't a good thing. Things to do. Let's not be banning people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but on, on on this particular case. Well, okay. Would would you ban them, Tim? Uh, what would you do personally? Well, uh, you, I, like... what, what you're dealing with, you're not you're not going. Oh, I'm banning. I, I'm uh, I'm sanctioning you because well. Potentially, uh, way, potentially like... it's one you hand over to the police. I don't know. 
Because, well, no, well, that's for him to hand it over to the police, Well, yes, isn't it? yes, yeah, I, the, I agree. The victim. Right, fine. I, I don't want to go down this particular story too much. It was more of a general point because I know this has been in the news a lot. Universities went back and started and these rugby initiations were the thing they were talking about a few weeks ago. Just um, common sense, as you say. And the rule is that I always had when I was running them was I would never make anyone do anything I wouldn't do myself or I wouldn't one of my best mates I wouldn't I wouldn't do. So, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then it was fun, inclusive and great banter. Great banter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all, all that stuff, Tim. Well all then. Right. Happy okay. with that. Good. Um right, anything else on our on our agenda for this? Uh a little quiz. Oh, oh Phil, wow. well done you. Someone's prepped. Someone's bothered. <laughs> Go on. So, have you got uh, pens and paper got, or got, something to jot? Something to jot stuff down. On. Yeah, I've got, face, I've got Facebook Live to jot it down for me. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of me, boys. <laughs> Do not send in the answers, please. Facebook Live. You'll ruin the ruin the quiz for everyone else. Yeah, I'm not sure. I trust you two with that. Um, can you just minimise your Facebook Live? I can't actually because it turns it off. Okay. Sadly, Tim, mim- minimise yours. JB, Do you know. What? I'll just oh yeah, hold on. Uh, just before we go on to that, Andy Ollie, who's obviously been listening for a long time, <laughs> says JB and a rope swing springs to mind. Oh, exactly. Uh, now that was I did that to myself. <laughs> JB, yeah, that was completely <laughs> self-inflicted. It was. Uh, and there's an old podcast, but the brief story is if you're if you haven't been listening for a lot, uh, clearly a long time, and thank you, Ollie, for your loyalty. Um, <laughs> JB was at a wedding. There was a rope swing there that had a sign saying "Do not use." No, it didn't. It didn't have a sign. It didn't was, have a sign. It was. Pad, it was just padlocked. padlocked. It was padlocked, padlocked. chained up. <laughs> JB un- unpadlocked it. No, no, I didn't. I, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter how I did it. Doesn't matter it. how you did it. You you used the zip wire rope swing thing that yeah, shouldn't I, be used, uh, and impaled yourself on a tree. Like literally impaled yourself on a tree. Yeah, I had to have emergency surgery and all sorts. Uh, he, fun. he was hanging upside down. By his ass, yeah, which, had, which had been speared by, I had a, to by a branch. Pull myself off <laughs> the tree. Sorry, yeah, all right, off the tree. <laughs> yeah, and th- then dropped and then ten feet to the floor. At least ten, ten feet, and then I hit it pretty hard. <laughs> it was one of the worst things that's ever happened. Oh, God, you didn't miss, so, didn't miss the podcast though. <laughs> no, I didn't. I no. phoned in from hospital bed. But, so, so I, I was, I was at this wedding. God, it's horrific. JB, JB, and one of our other friends came. Like I was inside enjoying a drink. This was like ten o'clock at night, pitch black outside. They came and said, oh, we're going to go and investigate the, ro- the you know zip what? line. Can we not talk about this? It makes me feel ill. It actually makes me physically sick. We <laughs> it's like, there's no way I'm going on a zip line that's chained up at, when it's pitch black and we don't know what's going on. And then like 15 minutes later, JV came in, limped in with a pool of blood with every step and said, I need a doctor. Actually, I'm- Not my wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that is hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah. Did the podcast open? Watch my highlights. Watch my highlights dialed in. Like a pro. Oh, amazing! Right, uh, right, quiz right. Phil. Quiz, 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 quiz. So we have got one, two, three, four, five, six questions. All right. Six questions, six answers. Okay. Oh wait, no, seven answers. Okay. No wait, more than that. Ten answers. Amazing. I can't count. Okay, starting off. So, question number one. Yeah. Marlon Yard left Quinn this week, Ooh. but which hooker joined them on a three-month loan? Oh, I don't know that one. Joined Quinn's on a three-month loan. Yeah, I know that one. Don't put it on Facebook Live. Don't yes, give JB please. the answer. Don't help Jay. You can list them all off uh, after I'm we finish this. Look, just straight at Phil. <laughs> okay, good eye contact, Jay. Mm. 
Okay, question number two. Yeah. Name the three Premiership players who've made the most metres with ball in hand this season. Don't know this Ooh. one either. One point for each. Well, it's a guess though, isn't it? It is a guess. So you can only put down three. No is it negatively than... marked? It's most, not negatively marked. Most metres. Most metres made with ball in hand this season. Hmm. It's got to be that one. I, I think they're, they're all fairly obvious. Are they? Two are. The third, not so much. Hmm. Okay. Cool. okay. Okay. Question three. Following criticism from Matthew Said in his Times column this week, and then defence from David Flatman, it was revealed that Gavin Henson often brings what with him to train in to ensure he eats right. Oh. Do you know this? Okay. So it wasn't, if you read the Matthew Said article, it wasn't in that. Oh, we might have to talk about that, actually. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it is quite interesting. But those, so Matthew Said was criticising people have the talent but not the application, and he named Henson and uh, Sippers as two who have talent but not application. Hmm. And there was, there was a lot of rugby players came to both yeah. Sippers and Gavin Henson's defence. Which was nice defense. to see, I like that. Yeah, really good. Okay, question four. Freddie Burns made the... Headlines, I think is probably the wrong word, but he made some news this week by cutting the ribbon on a new establishment in Bath. But what type of building was it? Was it a pub? Okay. A council office? A bank? Or a swimming pool? Okay. Yep. Next question. To the nearest five years, so 5, 10, 15, 20, etc., how old was this weekend's starting Cardiff Blues front row? Oh, well done. To the nearest five years. Okay. Okay. So you're rounding up or down or whatever. Well, to the nearest. So to the nearest, if it's, mate. If it's nearest. higher than higher than two point five, yeah. Okay. I'll round up. Okay. Okay. Final question. Two points available for this. Which two players share the all-time consecutive Premiership kicking record? So that is all-time consecutive kicks scored. So penalties conversions. Oh wow. And Tim, this was on the back of the pad that you gave me last week, the uh, Gloucester uh, Bath Stat Pack. Oh, from our oh no! <laughs> so you will see this. I stat. knew you'd read that cover to cover. <laughs> you will read this stat uh, every every week. Hmm. <laughs> oh man. Okay, have we got some answers? Yes. I think these two are... You will probably guess them. They, oh, they, they, are bo- wrong. they are both renowned for being consistent kickers. Well, I'd imagine they would be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, I'll commit to answers on that in a minute. So first question, JB. So Marlon Yard left Quinns this Marlon week. Marlon Lard. Marlon Lard. Yeah. Uh, which hooker has joined Quinns? 
Uh, it was our drinking buddy, the Great Dane, Mikey Mayhew. Tim? I've got Mikey Mayhew, Mikey one, Mayhew written down. One point each. The Great Dane. The Great Dane. Second question. Three players who've made the most metres with ball in hand this season. So should we do one at a time? Vianu. Yeah. I've got Toulouse Vianu. Incorrect. Oh. Really? I think he was number four. Right. Oh, oh dear. Okay, I've also got Johnny May. I also have Johnny May. Is correct. He was number two. Okay. And the final one I have, Alex Lewington. Baron McGuigan. Both incorrect. Oh. Uh. The other two, you'll probably kick yourself with these. One has done this... Kick each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one has done it uh, quite quietly, and that's Alex Good, who's oh, made 100, really? me- 100 metres more than anyone else this season. Uh, and wow. in, in third place is Ollie Woodburn. Ah, uh, right. Stacks up. Okay. Question, Swimming pool. Question. So we're two each. Yeah, know. two each. Question three. Uh, what does Gavin Henson bring with him to? Entry? Oh, right, not swimming pool. Then. I didn't see this story. Did I, you not? So, no. So I, I just put scales. Right. It. Okay. So, <laughs> it's, it's it's food, right? You mentioned food. Well, what does he bring with him to ensure he eats right to train him? So, does he not have a caravan with a steep with a steaming veg and turkey? A what? A steamer. Veg and tur- for veg and what turkey. was the first thing you said? A caravan. A caravan, yes. Yeah. A camper van. What? That's it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Correct. One point to JV. It also has a lovely vanity mirror. It? <laughs> yeah. Full length. Um... It's floor to, floor to ceiling <laughs> and ceiling to ceiling and ceiling to floor. <laughs> yeah. with, uh, those are, with those little light bulbs all the way around it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, 3-2 to JV. No. Right. Swimming pool is the next one. Average age. Well, no, no, this is right. Freddie Burns cutting the ribbon. Mm-hmm. JB says swimming pool. I, I've wrote bank. I didn't have a clue, didn't see this either. Bank is correct. Oh, oh get no. in! <laughs> Three all. What bank was it? So it, one is well earned and the other's a guess. What a <laughs> stupid quiz. It was a uh, NatWest bank uh, that he opened in Bath, which has to be one of the dullest Instagram posts mm. I've seen yeah. this week. I once, uh, when, I was just starting at, was, I, when I was just starting at radio, I got asked, because no one else at the station wanted to do it, uh, I opened a garden centre in Northampton <laughs> with, uh, and I had to go up and interview Tommy Walsh. The, the footballer? Is uh, that a footballer? <laughs> no, from, uh, this was like 10 years, 10, 10 or more he, years uh, ago, from uh, um, that gardening show with, with Alan, Alan Titchmark. Oh, oh, yeah. Charlie Dimmock. Yeah. Was. The overly cockney builder. Yeah. <laughs> so final one then, three apiece. No, two, two to go, three apiece. Oh, yeah, of course. So to the nearest five years, how old was this weekend starting Cardiff Blues front row? I guess 38. I uh, know. <laughs> no, 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 a combined. Yeah, oh, sorry, right, okay. sorry, this is combined. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, okay, so that sorry, would be I... uh, well, 100 plus 555, five, 115. 115 is what I thought. I'll go 120. 115 is correct. Oh, throw oh, it away. No, I'm keeping it 4-4. You don't need to change it. <laughs> you wrote 115 down. We're 4-4 going into the last 4-4, last four. Four. yeah. It's unlikely you've both got the same two answers, but it's possible. So yeah, uh, Felice is 40, Gethin Jenkins and Matthew Rees both turn 37 within the next month. Wow. wow. Good lads. Yeah, fair There's not really many tricks you can pull on that front row, is there? <laughs> not really. Many gimmicks. No. Um, finally, two players who share the all-time consecutive kicking record. I think it's something like 18 consecutive. I've not got all it right. to hand. So I'm going to have one, a stab in the dark, which is well-known but unlikely. Bram van Straaten. 
Tim, do you have Bram van Straten? I don't have Bram van Straten, but I went on a similar. I went on a similar a vein, and because just because you picked, you said it was on the back of a Bathory Gloucester stat pack from the BT Sport stat man. <gasps> okay. I I guess uh, Mercier. Well, so, isn't it Merceron? No, it's Ludovic Mer- Mercier, Mercier, isn't it? M- so Mercier. Merceron was a like French prime yeah. minister. No, 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 no. He was the bald-headed scrum half, fly half. Oh, okay. So Mercier, Merceron. So Ludovic Mercier. Mercier is incorrect. Oh. Van Bram Straten is also incorrect. Bram Van Three Thousand. That that van that they're <laughs> drinking in LA. Good song. A great song. Uh, so who are your others? I just got one for the easy one. Farrell. I went for the easy one. Johnny Wilkinson. Farrell, incorrect. Wilkinson. Correct. Correct. No! We have a winner. Well, how did you not go Tim. for Johnny Wilkinson? Because I just thought it was like, I can't have two old ones. So Tim wins 5-4. Yeah. And the one that you missed, anyone want to have a stab in the dark? Tim Stimson. So uh, he got he got called up to England as a fullback. Oh, more uh, for his uh, kicking. Stop, stop, stop. Mark Van Gisbergen. Giz Van Gisbergen. Damn it. Damn it. Oh, yeah, he did get called up to England, didn't he? He did, yeah. The original project player. <laughs> <laughs> MVG. Yeah. <sighs> yes Tim wins right uh, and we are done for this podcast we will have a short Autumn International Preview podcast coming your way so just subscribe to your podcast feed and it will get delivered straight to you um, if you want to rip us a new one about our outrageous and outdated views on initiation ceremonies then uh, get in touch <laughs> feel free um, and yeah subscribe I'm sorry I just got distracted because yeah never mind don't worry right it was, it so was, it was someone saying it, the, the answer was 112 to the combined age so shouldn't it be 110 to the nearest five it's not it's 114.4 something like that there you go 114. have that bill samuel yeah don't question phil's stats yeah nice one bill yeah it's more <laughs> than that if so if you round them down to 36 36 and 40 then it is but if you actually include the number of days so Oh my goodness, this is so what Geth- we mean. This is what Phil does. Oh. Oh. So, <laughs> Gethin and Jenkins is uh, 36 and 350 days, something like that. So, yeah. there's no point running him down to 36. Phil you want, K- you want Phil to take Cal's the accurate days. score? Oh dear. Yeah. oh dear. First, um, Phil destroyed Austin Healy with a discreet versus absolute data <laughs> no, sets. That was mutually uh, exclusive uh, probabilities. Yeah, and when, uh, he, when he said there's going to be 15 World Cups, so you're, in esteemed com- you're in good company, Bill, because uh, Phil's be destroyed Austin Healy before, and he's now uh, <laughs> he's now taking you down to side. count the days. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, right, so yeah, uh, get involved in our tier two tour. Uh, subscribe, tell your mates, and let the boys play. Let the boys let play. Let the boys play. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.